Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. It is time for our Thursday late afternoon show. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. If it's your first time uh, tuning into the show, uh, I am a, uh, a professional uh, navigational consultant, uh, oracle reader. I work with astrology, numerology, tarot. I'm also an author and uh, columnist. Oh, you get all that information on the uh, the link here at Blog Talk Radio at Snake Oil if you want info on that. Uh, this is our second show of the month, so of course this is what we usually do our uh, interview show. And I actually am lucky to have a returning guest uh, that I worked with last year, actually. So uh, we're going to be uh, talking with uh, Giovanna Kennedy today about some very, very interesting different things uh, in today's show. So I'd like to welcome you to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Thanks for coming back and joining us. My pleasure. Last show was uh, very enlightening, so I think we're going to uh, continue on a bit with that um, with that uh, with that theme. Uh, and if you caught our, our promo, uh, we're going to be talking uh, about a. You know, I hate to have to say because it always sounds so silly when I say something. Less, I, I was going to say uh, we, we're going to be talking about a, a controversial subject, and I, I, I guess like there's a part of me that. Um, I, I want to avoid the shock value game because I really think what we're going to be talking about is actually not a controversial subject. I, I've always come from the philosophy that that all things, you know, are, are are available to be discussed and to talk about. And you know, today we're talking about um, healthy sex, and I think it's definitely an area of uh, of uh, worth to discuss and to talk about. And again, it's nice to have an expert to uh, begin this uh, to work on this particular dialogue. So, once you, uh, once you, just for any any new listeners, uh, why don't we get a little bit of background on the work that you do? Um, and also, uh, just so everybody knows, today this is uh, an interview show, so uh, I'll open up the phone lines in a little while. Um, all of the um, questions that that come in today are, are going to be directed to my guests. Um, so uh, this is our theme for today. So uh, again, uh, again, thanks for coming, Giovanna. Tell us a little bit about what work you do, and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of dive in a little bit to um, what we're going to talk about today. Sure. Um, I guess you would say that my work uh, and my life path come under the umbrella of tantra or tantric teachings. Um, tantra is a spiritual path. That's very all-encompassing. Um, it really touches on every aspect of life, and um, I really don't narrow down my focus to what would be quote-unquote healthy sex. Although that is a part of tantra, it, it's actually bringing sexuality to another level of enlightenment. Um, but when I think of sexual, and I've been doing this work for about 20 years now, uh, working with men and women and couples, um, helping them understand sexuality. Uh, in the beginning, when you said that um, you know, we're going to be talking about something controversial, uh, I don't know that, that sexuality is necessarily controversial because everybody here through sexuality, but um, it, it has been taboo and suppressed and uh, misunderstood for, for in, in the recent past, and by the recent past I mean hundreds of years, uh, during the puritanical era and that kind of thing. Right now, you know, with the um, sexual liberation that kind of got in the 60s, uh, sex is becoming a subject that's more openly spoken. And um, and yet it's people don't have it healthiest of positions in their life, and that's what I try to contribute to. Excellent. Yeah, I, I I would completely agree. You know, in 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 the in that context too, I, I think. Yeah, I guess I I come from sort of the school. I always re, I remember this even as a kid. Like, I everything to me was sort of subject to conversation and discussion. If if I was, um, if I was, uh, you know, noticing that like 
my my urine was was a different color than it normally was. I would never have thought twice, even at the age of ten, of, of mentioning that to friends. And <laughs> I think that's when I first really tuned into the fact that I was a little odd. Um, but in actuality, I don't think it is odd. I think that um, you know, I think that everything that that has to do with the, the functioning of the human body and the way we operate is is really a, a you know a part of life. And and I, I agree with you completely on that. I think a lot of things in relation to um, to, to sexual energy itself have been really maligned or or, or can make people um, uncomfortable sometimes. Um, in a way, again, to me, that, that is, is really, really um, unhealthy, that, that people are, are uncomfortable talking about it. And, and I'm actually really you know, excited to talk about the subject that we are going to discuss today. And, and I'm glad you bring that up, that, that you know, the, the, the sexual energy element is just one small aspect of the work that you do, um, or one, one part of it uh, in, that, in that context. Um, so uh, let, let's kind of dive in a little bit here, um, because I, you know, I did put some information out in my newsletter as well as on the site about what we were talking about, and, and I'm, I'm completely new to uh, what we're going to discuss today, so I'm going to be learning along with all of the listeners at the same time, which is very fun. So uh, let's, uh, let's dive right in here a little bit with um, what you want to kind of focus on today. Well... I, unfortunately, I didn't see the promo material, but I think for, I think the heading of what we're going to talk about today is my new website. Forget a, that has to, in honor of Eros and forget about the little blue pill. Is that kind of what you yes, put in the promo exactly. material? Yes. Yeah, that's what, right, that's right, what I right. promoted out. Right. Good. Okay. Well, um, I picked that kind of niche. Uh, forget about the little blue pill niche because. Um, I felt like it was extremely relevant aspect of uh, sexual um, that's becoming really important as the baby boomer generation um, comes of age and is starting to um, have sexual issues and, you know, the whole um, Viagra thing or those kinds of drugs being promoted uh, on television widely, and um, I feel like what is happening is very empowering to what we are as a species. Um, my own journey in this realm got started in the human potential movement, and I was attracted to that movement because way before that, I was fascinated with with human potential. What are we? What what powers do we have? What powers to overcome illness? What powers to manage our, our bodies and our health and our energy? Um, what's our capacity for longevity? What's our capacity for healing ourselves beyond disease? What's our capacity for love, for ecstasy, for uh, exuberance and exhilaration throughout our lives? On you know, no end, and so these um, kinds of questions and and uh, um, inquiries led me along a very very unique and sometimes treacherous path. But um, tantra is actually uh, literally tantra yoga, and yoga is the path that. Uh, helps people connect with spirit or connect with energy. And um, it's not necessarily, there are many kinds of yoga, uh, and hatha yoga is the one that people are most familiar with because it's um, the uh, of moving the body in certain ways to control bodily bodily energy. But the yogis for centuries have been controlling their blood pressure and controlling so many uh, aspects of life that we in this culture feel we have to take a pill to to accomplish. They controlling their you know uh, heart rate and. Um, you know, a lot of body functions that we have been hypnotized uh, to think that we need pharmaceutical drugs to uh, manage. And um, 
I, I feel disturbed by this. I, I feel, in a way, insulted <laughs> because I like we as human beings. You know, there's no man who is experiencing erect dysfunction from a deficit of Viagra in his system. Right, right. You know, people. Huh? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, people are experiencing these problems because various of the body and of body energy have not been cultivated to function at optimal and superior levels. So that's what I'm encouraging by this um, by this uh, website that I about. I I am trying to draw people into the conversation that maybe there are some things that people can do, not about taking a drug. Pfizer's going to hate me for this, so I hope they don't get their hands on it too quickly. But, you know, so that they can do to empower themselves and empower their bodies to function in better ways, you know, without drugs. Excellent. You know, and I I know... um, uh, you know, again, I, I, you're right. I, I think a lot of people, you know, right? Maybe uh, some pharmaceutical companies may not be thrilled with this conversation, <laughs> but I, I also think that, you know, I, 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 I'm, in, I'm in agreement about this. I think that we, we're kind of inclined in many ways to reach for a pill to to solve something. And I've always, you know, I, I think we share a, a commonality in that way. I come from a mindset that, you know, just about everything can be. You know, solved and resolved. Um, if we if we look into methods for for transforming um, the, these these health issues, the, these issues uh, that that show up in the body, and I, I I think that we we as a culture are are in many cases, you know, divorced from the connection between the emotional, psychological, and the physical themes that that create illness or some type of dysfunction in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're we're not we're so not taught that, and that's yep. very sad to me because I'm I mean I'm fascinated by that. I always have been. The only you know I'm I I just turned forty seven, and the only real um, you know effect I guess I've I've experienced from aging, so to speak, uh, that I've noticed in the last like two years or so was that my I, I had to start wearing reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I am, I'm as healthy as I was in many respects when I was 20, and probably in some, in some ways even more so. And it's because, again, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with every time something is off kilter in my body, I begin to look at curing it and solving it, and figuring right, out what I need right. to do, what the cause is behind it, and you know, of course, same, in the same way, I work with people more at a, at a mental, emotional level when I talk to them, in, in helping them to heal these things. But I, I like what you're talking about because you know this is a this is a subject also that again I think sometimes people might might shy away from, um, and I've always thought that when when someone is having difficulty having uh, good sexual experiences or or being able to to perform or experience that, you know it may be physical and biological, but even if it is, there's some emotional psychological. And an energetic cause that exists behind it, because I think my, my, I, you know, you see people like in cultures like Greece and things like that, where they're like in their 90s and they're still having, you know, sex three or four times a week. You know, most people would be happy to, you know, at, at 30 in this culture to be having it that often. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I right. think that. Well, know, I so think I, that, we that know another component that. There's another component at play in that, and and that is that um, people are not in our culture educated to have sustainable intimacy, and and you know that that feeds into the quality of a person's sexual relating, being able to cultivate uh, a deeply intimate life, you know so. So whether somebody's have people can have sex as a biological function, just like they go to the bathroom and and right. and you know that kind of thing, 
or they can have the cortex where two people uh, or are creating a circle of energy that's nourishing them beyond what many people ever experience. You know, I mean, uh, w- many of the people that I see heavily known the kind of sexuality where two people are, are in some form of mutual masturbation, using each other to accomplish that. Um, tantric sexuality goes way beyond that into two people creating surgery, creating an experience of mutual surrender, of devotion, of adoration, of cherishing, of of deep care. And that sort of energy is another component of raising somebody's vibrancy and raising them above illness and above aging, I believe. Absolutely, absolutely. Excellent uh, point and thought. Um, we, I, I got a caller. I think I'm going to take an, an early caller. I want to throw the um, the guest call in number out here for everyone. Uh, we, we certainly want people to call in and ask uh, uh, Giovanna questions uh, today. Um, and we're going to continue this conversation for the next 45 minutes either way. But I am going to take a caller. A call in number here is one six four six two hundred three nine six six. Uh, please uh, be patient if we get a number of callers. I'll, I'll try to get to everybody inevitably. Um, but again, that call-in number is one six four six two hundred three nine six six. And again, I'm going to ask everybody to please direct their their questions to uh, to the subject we're talking about today, and to my guest. All right. So let's see if we can get our first caller here. Okay, I've got Bang the Drum uh, online. Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, how are you today? Hey, pretty good. I'm calling on Skype, so thanks very much. Thank you for calling in. Um, what's your name? It's uh, Jay. Jay? All right, Jay. Uh, do you do you have a question to comment uh, that you would like to, you know, ask our guest about? Sure. Uh, Javina, I just wonder about the, the energies right now. Um, is it a great time to work with the energies to create a, um, you know, a sexual experience that's more that not as... Um, not about intercourse, but more of a, a feeling of ma- of uh, managing or balancing the male and female energies between the two people. Um, there was a lot of choppiness in that communication. You know, the, uh, did you hear the full question, Jim? Uh, I did. I'm going to just ask Jay to repeat it again. I did. I, I'm clear on my end. Uh, we, we've, Javina's got a little bit of a, a, a static through the phone. Javana. Okay. It's Javana. Javana. Thank okay, you for correcting yeah, thank me, you. Uh, Giovanna. All uh-huh. right. So, uh, uh, so just if you, Jay, if you could just ask the question again, it was a great question. Yeah, uh, Giovanna, I just wondered um, with the energies that are coming down onto this earth, um, is it a time for uh, couples to really harness that energy and instead of you know using um, intercourse to release stress, but to balance the energy between the male and female energies for for both people? Again, saying a lot of words. So, Jim, if you could tell me, yeah, what, you okay. know, he's, he's basically asking. I, I mean, um, I heard the energy is coming down on her. You know, there is a lot of broad strokes there. So, uh, right. uh, trying to he's distill asking, what right. the question actually is. Yeah, I think it's kind of a comment and a question at the same time. He's asking about um, the idea of, of balancing the male and female energies um with with the energy that's coming down whether that can be 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 done through 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 sexual channels is is that in the ballpark Jay? Well, uh, it can be done through energetic channels, but um I uh, to, to to narrow it to sexual is a little bit tricky. You know, each individual has to come to terms with their own masculine and feminine and how they play off one another. I'm not sure if that addresses his question, or I mean, if I he could, if, if 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 he could, I don't know. Am I speaking to him? What's the name of the caller, Jay? Jay, yes. Jay, uh, could you be more specific about you know about how this relates to your life? What you'd like to, uh, about something that's relevant for you? Yeah, I think he. Did, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't know. I see you typing in here. Is that, that you in the chat room also? Yeah, I'll have to call in on the phone because it's breaking out. So I'll be back. Okay. Thank you. 
You want to call back in on a regular phone? Because you're doing it yeah. from Skype. Maybe that's because I, I can hear you clearly, but but she she's having trouble. So so just call right back and we'll we'll, we'll pick you right back up. Okay. Yeah, but, thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right. Yeah, he's coming. He's calling in um, from from Skype, and uh, so, that that's new. It, it's something I got to get set up on this end. So we'll pick up that call again. It, it really was a good question. I'm, I'm sorry that's coming through um, so choppy because I think it's more it's both a question and, and kind of a comment. Um, so um, we'll give him some time to call into a regular landline. So here we go. Let's see if we can we can pick this up again. Hold on. Okay, seven eight zero. Uh, you're on uh, Snake Oil Radio. Hello. Hello. How's it going again? <laughs> Good. Now I hear you very clear now. Oh, is uh, this the so, same oh, person? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it, this clear. is Jay. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's run that question again. It is a good question. Let, let's repeat it, and we'll, we'll go forward. Okay. Well, with the energies that are coming in onto this earth, I just wondered: are, are the sexual experiences between you know, two people is it's more than you know intercourse? And is it is it a great way to to balance the the male, male and female energies for for both people involved? Well, uh, you know, I mean that you know, as I said before, that's a broad brush brush stroke. And um, we've been living in a patriarchal dominant culture uh, since around the 4th or 5th century. So balancing masculine energy is not going to happen this year. (laughs) I mean, I'm being facetious, but, you know, Mm -hmm. two people, each, each person has to take responsibility for what, they would know within themselves as mass-feminine. And so if someone is so fortunate at draw to themselves as such an enlightened partner as they can take a high level of stability for what is masculine, what is feminine within themselves, and, and that complement with their partner, then they could reach, you know, directly to very high states of, of balance and uh, if they that, especially with a high-level spiritual teacher, um, reach very, very high state, states of spiritual union. But that's a very uh, unusual level of development. Not, that's not the uh, that's not what's going on out there in the mainstream. But I mean, since you're tapped into that, it sounds like you have. Uh, uh, at least some access to that opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, I just find that uh, it seems like that's the, the sexual revolution and all the sexual energy also too is also changing too. <laughs> is it a changing with the energy on this earth too? So, uh, that was cutting out a little bit, but is, is the sec- is sexuality changing the global energy? What's your question is. Oh. Well, the energy that's coming down on it is changing the sexual energy too, for for for, for people. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you can everything, everything, including everything, is energy. Then any yeah. change in any energy, I mean, you know, the the there's a, a, a say that a feather over here in uh, you know uh, Arizona can affect over in China, you know, I mean, when you think of energy in those terms, every energy on the planet changes every other energy. Right, right. So, you know, yeah. in 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 tantric sexuality, where people were deeply devoted to creating high state of of union, the union between masculine and feminine became a living prayer that went out in the whole of existence. Now, that sounds a lot to put just a couple of sentences, but that actually is the foundation of why what I do. Because we haven't been, we haven't a sexuality on this planet that could allow people to reach those states of spiritual union. Um, in the ancient Tantra, then would begin learning energy mastery at 11, 12, 13 years old. They could hold in their body 
tremendous amounts of sexual energy to be present to the woman to blossom her open. Now, without learning mastery, men are prone to experiences of premature and erectile dysfunction on the road. Um, and that vents them, men and women, for reaching these high states that was our destiny. And I believe, personally, that that, that those high vibrational states take us out of the realm of illness, make us less vulnerable to the diseases and, and the compromised immune systems that we see today, not just of the love and ecstasy that we could be having on this planet instead of the violence. Uh, that's, a, I, I, that's a great point. Um, I just want to interject that here about that, that you're right. I think that um, you know people are, are are more susceptible to disease and problems. You know, again, because of of this block of energy. And you're right. I think if if we were freer and more harmonious with it, yeah, a, a lot of these things would heal. Yeah, I mean, make love not war. You know, you know, this, you yeah. know there was a point. There was a deep point. Yeah, for myself. There was there was a deep tantric message in that, but people kind of took it lightly, and, uh, you know, because of a sort of adolescent attitude and a, and a pornographic attitude that's been cultivated in our relative duality. People really didn't take that very seriously. But um, a, a guru, a teacher, an Indian tantric master who said plainly that, that uh, you know, war is an outcropping of the world's repressed libido. Yeah. Without without question. Without question. Because, right, it, it's Mars energy, it's, it, it's male energy in, in anger. Yes, yeah. As opposed anger, to healthy, assertiveness and aggression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Great, Bernie. So, Jay, thank you for stirring this. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. Is he still? Yeah, yeah he's still there. Uh, good question and good point as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jay. All right, I'm going to put you on mute here. Appreciate the call. And uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it's nice when, when you when you get a very in- intelligent <laughs> question like that. I've had a couple of shows where I've had a few <laughs> sort of silly kind of call in so I always appreciate when someone's really listening and, and brings in in kind of a, a, a good point as well um, it, it, it's a shame we have yeah. a little bit of a communication uh, theme going on today I can't blame it on a murky retrograde or anything like that though just sometimes the, the, the phone lines are a little off kilter but we're, we're still humming along okay so, uh, um, so and I, you know, I, I want to make a, a sure let me are you, are you, I want to make a point here that when I speak of male I'm really not talking about masculine or feminine genitalia because right. the person has masculine and feminine energy. So I think these 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 concept as well to the gay population as they do to the hetero population. Absolutely. I'm not intending to exclude anyone in this conversation. No, I definitely didn't think you were, but I appreciate you making that point for for our listeners as well, too. Absolutely. You know, human beings are are a combination of of male and female female energies. I I completely agree. Sexuality has really nothing to do with that um, in that way. You know what I mean? Your your choice of what you're attracted to. I mean, to me, I almost think it's the people getting so upset about those type of themes it's as comical as you know someone one person liking oranges and one person doesn't like oranges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yep, yep. It's, a, it's just a distortion of uh, of, of perception. But you know, yeah. I, I want to hear a, a little bit about um, about this process that you've explored, and I'm I'm going to bring the um, I'm going to I'm going to very humorously bring the the intelligence of the conversation down a notch by an experience <laughs> that I had some years ago being the uh, all, all the cards on the table type of person that I am. You know, about seven or eight years ago, I had gone through a brief period where I was um, experimenting with a couple of different types of, of drugs. Um, uh-huh. And 
And it was a really, it was an interesting time. It was, in some ways, it was somewhat of a dark time, also because I had, you know, I had I tried a few things that I, I would, would absolutely not touch, being so health conscious as I am today. But I do have a different philosophy on certain things, like you know, marijuana and things of that nature that I, that I think are completely different types of drugs, anyway. But um, long story short, I actually um, had an experience where someone had given me um, a, a Viagra pill. And mm-hmm. out of my own type of curiosity, um, and, and, and luckily for me at the time, and, and I'm so lucky that way, it's actually not an area that I have any have had any difficulty with. I don't know I can jokingly call it my half Italian blood, but that would be mm-hmm. kind of comical. <laughs> but it's just not an area that Italian, I have problems. Yeah, we know, I know. Italian, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I, I'm as I, I jokingly say I'm, I'm as I'm as horny as I was at 20 as I am at 47. I'm just a little smarter about it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, mm-hmm. I took a half of one, kind of more as an experiment to see what would would happen. And, and I got to tell you, it was a very interesting experiment. In many ways, I'm glad that I did it, because what I found that happened was I was like sort of hanging out with someone and just talking. And after like 15 minutes or so of taking a half one, and I, I took a half because I didn't want to push the envelope. You know what I mean? It was like I'm, I'm very typical mm-hmm. that way. Even when I explored mm-hmm. drugs, I was always like kind of a little cheesy about it and a little chicken. Like I'll try a little. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. probably healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see how it fits. Let's see how it works. And what had happened, and and I, this is what was very funny, is you know all of a sudden, like out of no connective in your brain or no biological push, suddenly you you have an erection. And it was interesting to me almost because. As a male, that that trigger is through touch or through fantasy or through some element of contact that goes through your brain and through your body that that triggers that particular body response. And And this was just through the wonders of chemistry, right? Yes, through the wonders of (laughs) chemistry. Suddenly you're you're ready to go, so to speak. (laughs) But I I have to tell you that it was a very – it was very comical, like it was very funny – to be like suddenly, uh-huh. you know, like thing, here you are. But it was also, <laughs> no, I wanted, I, I thought I was going to bring it down a notch. <laughs> but no, by no, the same no, no. token, um, it was very, very um, almost unpleasant because there wasn't that, 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 it's almost like a series of things that lead to that response. So it was very cold and almost like a detached type of a thing that now you are sexual. It was, it's very, you know, again, to me, it's very mechanical as mm-hmm. opposed to it being sensual in that mm-hmm. way. So that is, I'm glad I did the experiment because, again, it would not sure. be something I would be drawn to again because I think it, it did, it misses that element of, of intimacy that mm-hmm. is part of your own wiring of recognizing your own body. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have clients who, you know, support a variety of of experiences and reactions, and uh, many of them report, you know, getting terrible headaches, not being able to tolerate it. Um, You know, uh, I think one guy said he did have one of those erections that they tell you to go to the hospital for, you know, of lasting longer than four hours, something like that, you know. And... um, you know, I, I, I have a very broad um, uh, understanding of people experimenting with, with pharmaceuticals and people experimenting with mind-altering substances. Because they're on the planet right now. They do open doors of perception. They do help yeah. us understand our body and, and various things in different ways. The thing that uh, I guess I'll use the word disturb for lack of a better word. The thing that disturbs me is if we are disempowering ourselves, if we're disempowering our nature to achieve um, achieve these these results through our own efforts, through our own efforts to master our body, through our own efforts to master our When I was uh, first exploring consciousness, back um, a long time ago, I'll say, 
I, I was uh, involved with a man who had just come from, he was a, a, a Harvard-trained psychologist, and he'd just come from the National Training Lab or experimenting with m- marijuana and other mind-altering substance. And and we were we were getting involved in a romantic relationship and fairly new to each other. And he whipped out the marijuana pipe and some other things. And I said, oh, no, it never really got me anywhere. And he he said, you know, you don't do this to um, to become dependent on it. You do substances to open places in your consciousness that might not open any way or that might take lifetimes to open. And because I'm such a conky, I was off like a shot. I said, okay, right. I'm, I'm for that. And um, I spent, I, I experimented with mind-bustering substances for at least the next 10 years and had major experiences. I owe much of what I know and understand uh, to experiences that I was exposed to as a result of being open enough to try certain mind-altering substances. However, I don't have an addictive personality. In other words, when I'm done, I'm done. I've got the lesson, I've got the message, I've got the energy, and now I want to create that uh, experience, expansiveness in my own being, in my own consciousness. Now, that said, I wouldn't recommend that kind of experimentation to somebody who has an addictive personality who's going to get hooked on this. You know, so so that's the caveat I would offer there. Yeah, and that is that, that that's a great um, uh, piece of insight because I, I've always kind of felt that too. That for for many of those those things that people explore, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Indian cultures with things like peyote. It was more mm-hmm. of a ceremonial type of an experience. Right. And I'm the same as you. I'm very lucky. I don't have an addictive personality that way either. Um, I I tend to. I always sort of lump these things into the same category as I put, like, cheesecake in, as weird as it sounds. (laughs) I like cheesecake, but I don't want a steady diet of it, and I don't want to become dependent on it. You know what I mean? And and, and my wiring is not to do that anyway. And and oddly enough, and I've said this, I mean, I've worked with people who have had addiction issues in the past, and there's almost always two causes behind where that actually comes from. It's not the drug's. Um, necessarily, or the alcohol, or any of those other things that are really actually the culprit. Right. You know what? What's behind it is um, almost always a severe emotionological, psychological, physical abandonment theme that went on during childhood, and um, or uh, or again, uh, which, which leads to a fear of a lack of control. So the substances become kind of almost like a a way to mask pain as opposed to a yeah, doorway yeah. to a new way of viewing something. Mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, today a lot of people are drawn to this um South American uh vine called uh, comes with a ritual called ayahuasca. And right. ayahuasca offers people very very profound shifts in consciousness, you know, and um, I, I don't think it's anything that anybody can get hooked or, or addicted to, but I think it's, it's um, when done in the right, uh, with the right attitude, with people who can help you, help a person work through deep, deep emotional issues, I think it can be highly beneficial. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I haven't heard of that particular thing um but I'm, I guess I'm glad you're bringing it up in that sense because I agree. I think we all we have even even really. I mean, we could probably take a, a you know a side path on this too, even to where um, you know sexual addiction may come from, um, which definitely isn't related to healthy sex. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. The, you know, it's 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 fragmentation in the personality. And it, it's trying to trying to find something. I mean, sexuality, when it's devoid of intimacy, is another way to have a rush. It's just a rush, right? You get energy. Uh, y- you know, you you get um, 
Uh, I mean, one of the things that I think plagues our culture is because we've been uh, driven to be mentally oriented people, sexuality can be a, a way to access the body to get in touch with the body. And there are many ways to get in touch with the body that have far less karma attached to them than right. sexuality. You know, I mean, every sexual experience has a certain level of karma attached to it because you're dealing with another human being, you're dealing with uh, body, mind, spirit, energies, soul energies. Uh, those kinds of things are activated into a higher level of uh, activation, you know, actually. And so there's karmic fallout to that. Um, so, you know, so I have many people who don't feel very much in their body become addicted to uh, sexuality because it gets them back into the body and, and in touch with the body. Uh, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I went through a brief phase myself in, in my early 30s where for about maybe a year or two, I, I, can say, I wouldn't say I was necessarily sexually addicted, but it really was more of a, a repercussion of a tremendous amount of repressed sexual energy in my 20s. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. then confidence kind of ensued into my early 30s, and then it was largely kind of a making up for lost time <laughs> type mm-hmm. of syndrome. Mm-hmm. But even after mm-hmm. a brief while of really being very, very active that way, I, I began to see that it also was kind of, um, it, m- much of it was not really necessarily intimacy. Right, right. Was, and I, I think right, that the trend. whole AIDS thing, you know, has brought karma of sexuality, right? You know, AIDS and, and STDs and um you know unwanted pregnancies and uh you know these are these are all the karma of sexual distortions yes definitely i, I completely agree and i've even said that it, i always say that you know from a from a spiritual metaphysical angle even things like venereal diseases to me are physical manifestations of shame and guilt yeah, well, maybe maybe it's broader than guilt, but but that's one of the elements in there. It's physical, you know, manifestation of of disease, and yeah. you know, disease. If you take the word apart, disease, unease, and um, the the thing is, that in our culture, there are very few places that people can educate themselves to have a sexuality that is of ease rather than deceit. And I see that even in married, committed couples. You know, they they're, uh, they're, they have not been educated to create sustainably intimate lives. You know, so when the, um, you know, the first hormonal input uh, of, of, you know, sexuality kind of... Uh, falls away, you know, maybe they're, they've had children or, or right. their careers take over and, they, you know, they don't know how to create sustainably intimate lives. And then, you know, is another piece that, that I, I try to uh, help people, you know, healthy around, you know, because what, what a world, you know, if people created these loving, adoring uh, lives full of, you know, um, you know, healthy care to one another's bodies, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, many, many people could use the help in, in being reprogrammed that way. I mean, I almost hate to use that word, I guess, reprogrammed. <laughs> but, That's uh, a fine word, yeah, that works. Yeah, it, 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 it still fits in, in some respects because I think there is so much um, – there is so much, uh, you know, again, just repressed energy and discomfort, and and all kinds of things that that I think, uh, again, are are, are unhealthy. Um, and and you're right, I, I, you know, I I've been counseling, you know, people for years, and you know, I always like to say, like, what people think marriage is um, is is not <laughs> often what it actually is. I mean, I have I've got so many. Um, uh, clients that I've worked with who are, are in marriages and, and they'll they'll say things like we haven't been, you know, sexually intimate in, in probably eight years. Oh, I hear that all the time. 
all the time. Uh, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I had to laugh because I think I, I have, I, you know, to me, then I'm like, I don't know, I think I have more intimacy with, with friends that I have in, in that sense that, I, that I'm not sexual with. You know, it, it's almost right. like okay. it becomes a different type of of a pattern. And I, and I think you're right, and you, you bring up a great point. You know, a lot of times after that initial courtship period where, you know, the that, that urge is stronger, um, you know, I, I think people get distracted by children, by the details of life and various other things that, that throw them off from having that type of intimacy with each other. And I also think that, you know, again, a big part of it is they just don't know how to do that in a healthy way and to keep that, that energy flowing. Right, 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 yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm always... Week, so let me, let me finish away. This week I had this um, this gorgeous man show up. He w- He came for a first session, and um, he sat down in front of me and he said, my life is absolute mess. And I said, well, you know, tell me. And he said, well, he'd been married for 20-something years and been celibate for 13 of those years. And, uh, yeah, and just found out that his wife had been having multiple affairs but had been telling him he couldn't, she could have sex because it was too painful and this and that. And he adored her, and he believed her and trusted her. Right. Can you imagine what a shock had to be to his system to to find out that, you know, but, but this is, you know, I know that these kinds of things are happening all over the place and how at some point the physical intimacy broke down between them. The communication broke down, and this went on for for years with this gorgeous man being celibate for for a big chunk of his adult life. Right. Yeah, that's that's, that's a long haul. You know, but every time time I go, you know, sometimes I'll go through about a six-month period or so of celibacy, and I... You know, once I reach a six or eight, you know, six month or eight month period, I'll I'll kind of complain about. It. There's always someone around who's like, "Oh my God, that's nothing. I got you." You know, I called it, it's the martyrdom beat. I haven't had, <laughs> I haven't added it. You know, in eight years, I'm like eight years. I mean, how how much how, how, how much how much how much time on the physical plane do you have that you want? You know, well, I mean, that's you know, a long I, time. I think I actually think that's really okay because to have sex for the sake of having sex is right. much different than to have sex because the right person to commune with at a deep level has shown up. And that's a gift of grace. That doesn't happen every day. That's not a right. garden variety experience. So I really think that somebody who can wait until the appropriate partner shows up to have a deep and powerful intimate experience with, I think that's a level of discipline that I I would have to acknowledge as, as being as a positive, being positive. thing. And, and you know, and, and by the same token, um, I, I think also um, that that periods of, of celibacy can, can be very healing and very interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. I, that's actually really one of the reasons that I also do it. Um, you know, I I, I I absolutely think that um, you know that it can be valuable, you know, for periods to do that. We've got another caller. I'm going to grab this other caller because we're running short on time. So let me take this one more call here. Um, okay, three one four. You are on air at uh, Snake Oil Radio. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I think. Let me try it one more time. Let me see if I'm getting them here. Well, for some reason. Why are we not getting a... Oh, here we go. Okay, so, so let me try that again. 314, you're uh, live on Snake Oil Radio. Hello? Hello, my name is Doris. Hi, Doris, how are you? All right. I have a Good. question. Sure. When you talk about the energy, the uh, energy of the sexual unification of two people, and um, uh, like when you have the visions uh, of the eyes that come up, um, when you're having sex, uh, have you known anyone else to have that? Um, the visions of 
say that a little more because I'm not sure I understood what you're saying. Well, the vision, the energy that comes in, like the Kundalini energy, it's like you can see a a lot of eyes on the person's body. A lot of eyes. Eyes, interesting. You know. Uh-huh, it's like that, uh-huh. that picture. It's a picture that goes around on the internet with the, the eyes are everywhere. It's like that, almost. Okay. Have you, there's a book that that you can get that can see you can see that depicted. It's called The Sacred Mirrors: The Visionary Art of Alex Gray, and you may be tapping into a a kind of a mystical experience. Now I can't know that because I'm not in your body seeing what you're seeing, but this. Book. If you can, you know, go to the library or, or um, you know, if you want to purchase it, I think it's at twenty-eight dollars. But it sounds like, um, like I've had I've had sexual experiences where I was definitely not seeing things of this plane. I was, you know, I was in an altered state. I was seeing other kinds of things. Um, I think that's what you're. Describing me, and if you, you know, if you can take a look at this book, the Sacred Mirrors, the Visionary Art of Alex Gray, he he shows there are quite a number of pictures he shows with eyes all over. Right, uh, right. Are you familiar right. with that book by any chance? Are you? No, no, not the oh, book. Okay. The, the pictures. No, just the pictures. The pictures. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, he has many, many uh, pictures here where there are eyes all over, and it's kind of like the eye of consciousness, you know. I mean, everything, everything is consciousness, and consciousness is all-seeing. And you may be, uh, you may be a little witch like me. (laughs) (laughs) That's meant to be a compliment. I meant that as a compliment. I took it as one. I was just, you know, because the spirits are, are, are gradually graduating me on this oh. journey I'm going on. And oh. um, that was the first time I, I experienced that, like, one time in, in having sex. Uh, and and I was just having oral sex. And, and I saw these eyes on his belly and and, uh-huh. and I just like never seen wow. that before. Uh-huh. So, I would love for you to get this book. I would really love for you to get this book. Uh okay. if you can. Okay. And I'm sure you can find it. You can find it at Barnes and Nobles for sure. Sometimes they have to order it. But it's it's Sacred Mirrors, the Visionary Art of Alex Gray. Okay. Do you I know, think you might you, you know, know Go ahead. Do I know what uh, do do you think it's it's um it's more of the Kundalini that 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 was going on or the um... well you 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 know uh, you may have a pineal gland opening you know that's called the third eye and it's right. in the center of the heart it's the you know it's the center of of um, sight on the physical and. Okay. That may uh, have opened for you a bit, so that you saw this. Uh, I mean, if you see this book, you see how he depicts these eyes all over the place. It may, it may connect with something for you in the way that you, the way that you saw this. So, okay. um, yeah. What's the mirror? It's called. It's called huh? mirror of what? What's the book Say, called? It's, mirror. It's the book called Sacred. Mirrors, the visionary art of Alex Gray. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. You're so welcome. That was awesome. Bye bye. All right. We're going to put her on mute here. Yeah, that's. We got uh, some heavy duty calls. I know. We got some interesting calls. (laughs) We've only got about. uh, We've only got about five more minutes, so I'm going to have to tell them like, I'm going to be able to take any more calls as, as we finish up here. But we still got some time, but I, I just want to remind everybody that. Um, but, that, yeah, some great calls. You, you, you could tell you, you're really triggering some, some, some excellent insight. And, I, of course, I love the whole 
thing about the, the the witch syndrome in that sense because I I'm in, I'm in, I'm in complete agreement about that. You know, the more you you open up these different centers and, and different aspects, um, you know, the, the the more weirder it gets, and I mean that in in the best possible sense. Oh yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it just does. I you know, it's always funny because I always say that like that I one of the things that I've always been able to do is like I mean, it, it sounds I guess odd, but like. Trees and plants and animals, I can tune into them and, and sort of talk to them. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. yeah and I always Absolutely. thought that, that everybody did that until I started <laughs> getting older and I found out what a kind of a weirdo that I was. Like, even, like, I always, every time I move somewhere, I always sort of make friends with the trees and things around where I live and ask them to protect my home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, well, and one, I, I one think thing... that's, yeah, normal. Right, it is for you, but yeah. you know, on my walks in the desert, you know, around where I live, there there are these. Um, I guess they're agave plants that, at a certain time in the summer, they shoot up these enormous stalks, and they, I mean, they go up into the sky like ten, fifteen, twenty feet within, you know, it seems like within a matter of weeks, and I find them extraordinarily phallic, and. Uh, right. I I get a sexual charge from these. I am actually having a certain kind, don't take me too literally here, a certain kind of intercourse with these incredibly phallic um, cactus plants. Or, I mean, I don't know if they're cactuses, whatever literally they are, but uh, these um, agave plants. And And, and I. I, 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 Huh? I'm going to let you finish, sorry. Yeah, I do have, um, you know, when I'm out of my head and really in the present moment, I have this incredible um, uh, energetic um, intercourse with nature that is incredibly nourishing. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time because I get caught in my head and, and right. you know, the same that everybody else does survival and, you know, thinking about the bills to pay and this and that. But when I'm blessed enough, it's like a gift of grace to be in that state. Nature is coming into me and I'm giving out to it and it is exhilarating beyond beyond anything can describe. That's 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 excellent. And I've had I've had some similar experiences. I, I want to throw this in real quick, and I, I have to laugh because I have a computer screen in front of me where I'm in the chat room, and I don't uh-huh. know what I clicked on. But in the last like five or ten minutes, the entire screen has been colored with a tint of of a, a, a pinkish red. Of what? Pinkish <laughs> red? It's pinkish red. My computer went to. I have no idea what I did and how that oh, happened. Oh, that's and me. It's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to throw that I'm in the last two minutes red. of the that's show. That's me. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did the screen go all like reddish pink? I mean, because I think we're talking about first chakra, you know, second chakra energies. So anyway, (laughs) that said, I just got to throw that out. I'm not imagining this. This is called the weirdness of of being a spiritual being. Weird crap happens all the time, and it's awesome. (laughs) You know, so uh, we've only got about two more minutes. Let me give you an opportunity. Tell everyone how they can reach you and, and get info on this. Please? Sure. Um, my basic website, www.tantrichealingtouch.com, um, T-A-N-T-R-I-C-H-E-A-L-I-N-G-T-O-U-C-H.com. The other website that I created uh, in is in honor of Eros, and that's the one that kind of targets the forget about the little blue pill conversation, and that is www.inhonor. O-F-E-R-O-S uh, dot com. And anyone who would like to email me, my email address is Javana K and J-I-V-A-N-A and the letter K at AOL dot com. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear any comments you have for me or even any questions. Feel free to uh, to email me or, um, uh, you know, check into my websites. Excellent. 
Uh, great. Yeah, check out the work that, that she's done. I, I, I've talked with Giovanna before, and I finally get your name right. It just took till the end of the show. Thank you. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's my own little retardedness, and I say that with love. It's just I, I, Oh, I yeah, this, people I, mess it up called, all kinds of ways. It's my New York Archie Bonker syndrome, where I sometimes just play with words, like not even thinking about it, and never fine. meaning anything obnoxious about it, even if it comes across that way. Of course. But, uh, yeah. but I appreciate you, you coming back and talking with us. Thank you, uh, all of the, the great calls that we had today. Today, great really calls, yes, thank you. That's great insight um, for, for what we're talking about. And, yeah, you you know, uh, check out our, her, her website. Uh, I think it would be a real help, male or female. Um, and, uh, you can, of course, you can get that info uh, on my blog uh, space as well, too. Uh, okay, thanks again for, for being here. Well, well, we'll definitely do this again soon. Wonderful. All right, have a great day. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for, for tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio. Uh, I'll be off next week, but I'll be back again the following week for another show, and we'll have a call-in show for, for private uh, comments and questions. All right. Uh, have a wonderful, blessed day there, people. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next time. Peace.